0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Gypsy Poet Radio here on blogtalkradio.com, front slash Gypsy Poet. I'm the Gypsy Poet, and the show also streams on iTunes, just a heads up. Anyways, we've got a returning guest on the show this afternoon, and I'm very thrilled that he decided to call in again because I loved his stories. They're enriching, they're incredible, and he's got a new album coming out, so I'm helping him blast that, no pun intended. It's the one and only wonderful... Peter. Blast. Are you with me, Peter? Hello. Hi,
1: honey. How are you doing today?
0: I'm good. How are you? Just
1: fantastic. Oh. Doing great.
0: Mm. Mm. So, let's first of all before we get into anything else, you got a you're working on the new album which is painting without canvas. I know we we talked about that last time and now you're uh, you're on the verge of finishing the mastering of it, correct?
1: Um, actually, we're farther along than that. Um, mm-hmm. it's already mastered, mass produced. Mm-hmm. And it Mm -hmm. should actually be on the market in the next week or ten days.
0: Awesome. That would be great. I can't wait.
1: to Just waiting for the release. And uh, at the same time, I'm already recording new material for the next one.
0: Mm, Amazing. Oh, and I have to tell you, I've uh, picked up a couple of your uh, your other albums, and I enjoyed one called "A Plush Horse with a Monkey on a String." Um, great title! I don't know if there's a, there's a story behind it or not, but it seemed to me that there was. And um, I couldn't help but notice that you have some uh, you you have Johnny Sunders written uh, quite a bit on this album. You've got one called "Dead or Alive," which is uh, a tribute to him. And you uh, had mentioned that he he actually wrote this song. Um, we we. We left off talking about Johnny Thunders on the last episode of g p r and i want I want to know something. What is Johnny Thunders to you because I see him as an important figure in rock and roll, a transitory figure of some kind. but I want to know what he is to you.
1: He's a legend mhm, he's a
0: New
1: York legend, mhm. I mean he created um a lot of what you call the New York sound. With mm-hmm. the New York Dolls. And um, when he left the New York Dolls, that's kind of when the whole punk thing kind of started. I mean, the Dolls were a glam band. Mm-hmm. And when he left, he took Jerry Nolan with them to mm-hmm. form Johnny Thunder and the Heartbreakers. And all of a sudden, you know, the pistols were out and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, he got termed punk rock. And, of course, he, he was over in England, too, that did the tour with the Sex Pistols, so that added to the punk rock thing. But to be totally honest, he hated being called punk rock. He was a rocker. Oh. If you really listen to his material, it's it's old school rock and roll, just with different type of topics of lyrics, born to lose, things like that, which kind of lead to a punk rock feel. But, Mm -hmm. you know, he played pretty simple rock and roll. But it Mm -hmm. just got termed punk rock. And Mm -hmm. he didn't really like that. I know punk rock is uh, more like a cult. And once you get into it, it's really hard to get out of it. People just want you to keep doing the same thing, they don't want you to change and personally I'm really big on change and Johnny was too Johnny, before he passed away he was considering um, doing a blues record so that would have been really interesting Um, I know the new uh, documentary came out looking for Johnny people ought to pick it up it's really good it's uh, got really good footage in it, a lot of really cool information that a lot of people might not know about. And uh, I would have to say my favorite record by him was his solo record, Johnny Thunder's So Alone. And on that record, he had a he had a lot of he had a lot of rock rockers on that record, uh, guest appearances like guys like Stevie Marriott from Humble Pie. Does that fit in with punk rock? It don't. (laughs) So it's rock and roll. It's all rock and roll. I think there's too many terms for rock today. Mm -hmm. And it it becomes confusing. Mm -hmm. So that's my opinion on that.
2: (laughs) But he was a great Uh. guitarist.
1: He was a fantastic guitarist. Um, But as I said in our Part 1 interview... Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, drugs can really screw you up. Yes. And they did a really good job on Johnny. And uh, like I said before, um, you know, when you're a drug addict, people might not like you very much. But Mm -hmm. you always have to remember that's the drug addict talking. It ain't the real guy. The real guy was a classy guy wasn't stupid or anything. So yeah. you gotta realize, you know, even with like my friend Derek Frigo that passed mm-hmm. away in uh he O D'd in uh Beverly Hills, California, um came from a very very good background, very classy guy, very classy Italian. But when he was on dope He was a loser. Mm. So people get the wrong impression of people because of the drugs and the the habits that they fall into, and it's a shame. It's a shame. It it ended up taking his life. It takes everybody's life eventually because heroin is the devil, and the devil wants everybody. So, Mm
2: -hmm. yeah.
1: He's it's victimed to it. Fell victim to yes.
0: it. A uh, one-time uh, one friend actually called it uh, the dragon. Well, chase the dragon. Chase the dragon. Yeah, it is you quite know. consuming. And um, going into the album a little bit more of a plush horse with a monkey on a string, with a monkey on a string, um, you also worked with Steve Conte on this album, who's also from the New York Dolls. Um, what was that like? Um, y'all, it seems like the two of you had a friendship going on.
1: Yeah, we hit it off the same as me and Johnny did, I guess. And Mm -hmm. uh, he ended up playing on, I think, three different songs on that Mm -hmm. CD. And one of them just happened to be a a cover song of Johnny Thunders. So it was Mm kind of cool that uh, Johnny Thunders' replacement in the New York Dolls ended up on a Johnny Thunders song. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was it was nice, but then again he recorded also on a, a song called Butterflies and Damsels in Distress that I wrote, and he did some wonderful guitar work on that, and that song ended up in a a, a small film called Sugar Box. so uh, that was a good thing. And I don't remember what the other one was that he played on, to tell you the truth.
0: Ah. Um well you I, have another person oh, on here that's called been, Hurt. Oh. Oh, yes, that's on here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: First track, yeah. duh. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you have some legendary performance on this particular album, which really took me by surprise. Um, there's also Rob Lissick, uh Bob Lissick, excuse me, uh, from uh, the Brian Wilson group. Is, is that who I think it is, Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys?
2: No. Yes.
0: Oh, yeah. okay. Brian. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: I mean, he was the genius mm-hmm. of the Beach mm-hmm. Boys. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's had a few problems, but mm-hmm. he's still out there. He's still out mm-hmm. there playing, and I give yeah. the guy a real lot of credit because he was the genius, and Bob mm-hmm. Lissick, um is very dedicated to him.
0: Oh, wonderful! That's that's a wonderful thing, and the fact that you uh, got a chance to work with him, I bet that was um, that was stellar for you as well. I mean, wow! Um, so, well, um, I've
1: I've worked with Bob before. I've worked with Bob mm-hmm. after. I mean, when mm-hmm. you find guys that just Get what you're doing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You kind of like to stick with them, you know.
2: Yes. <laughs> um,
1: we did. A, we did a song called "If Only I Had a Crystal Ball,"
2: and um,
1: it's it's <laughs> kind of got a Middle Eastern feel to it.
0: Ooh. And
1: I had a, I had a bass player come down, and I was like, "What are you playing?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you got you got to go." So the engineer turned me on to Bob Lizzyk, and I was thinking like old Cream, Mm because I'm a huge fan of the writing Cream of Bruce and Brown, which Mm -hmm, was Jack Bruce from Cream, and the lyricist was Peter Brown. And uh, I just think they're they're amazing, just amazing. And I'm thinking, this song could kind of be like Cream if I had the right bass player. And I had never met Bob Lizzyk, but he had a copy of the song. And he came into the studio, we shook hands, met each other, and he goes, I hear Cream. Well, we're on the same page. So it it was just really nice to have someone on the same page. And it seems like every time now that I record, he also played on a couple other songs uh Crashing Through Twilight I think he played on. But he's also on the new C D Painting Without Canvas as well. Yeah.
2: yes. Yeah.
1: But it always seems to turn out pretty much as a a trio mm-hmm. for some reason. I don't know why. But um uh, which is the cream lineup.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh He's just an amazing bass player, five-string bass player, to where, like, Mark Andes is a four-string bass player, the guy from Heart, and mm-hmm. uh, who who is uh, the bassist that I'm working with right now.
0: Amazing. Okay, on your second album that you sent me, this is not technically your second album, but um, um, the couple of albums you sent me here, I, li- I really enjoyed White Voodoo. Uh, both albums are great, don't get me wrong. And well, that's the I one hear- that's
1: out right now.
0: Oh, yes, white voodoo. Right. Yeah. Yes, brilliant stuff. And oh, And I'm a you. blues girl. <laughs> yes, it's absolutely brilliant stuff because, first of all, well, I'm you know, a blues girl. Well, you you can
1: get the blues because your woman mm-hmm. left you. Mm-hmm. Today you could get the blues because your woman left. But
2: mm-hmm. tomorrow
1: you can get the blues because she came back. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so it comes oh. in many forms, doesn't it?
2: <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah. <laughs> a little humor there. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's actually oh. a
1: Willie Dixon quote.
2: Mhm.
1: And I use it all the time. Willie Dixon
2: mm-hmm. wrote
1: a lot of the blues songs for a lot of legendary blues guys, but he's yes. from Chicago.
2: Mhm.
1: You know, so. Everyone, basically, Muddy Waters and all them guys were found by the guys from Chess Records and brought to Chicago. And then amazing. Willie Dixon wrote a lot of the material for those guys. So, I got to play with Willie Dixon once. He played stand-up yes. bass. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I was I was lucky enough to get to jam with them once. Amazing. We,
2: that,
1: that is amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean... These are dreams that come true, you know I believe dreams are made to come true.
2: Mhm,
1: it's the hand of fate yes but but you know you gotta you gotta extend yourself a little bit to make those things happen. They're not just gonna fall out of the sky in your lap, you have to work <laughs> at it
2: yeah and i've work-
1: worked hard at my craft, I think, and i I think it shows
0: it does. Most definitely it does. It shows in uh, in everything that I've heard so far. I've heard it in in, uh, Paint Without Canvas, uh, A Plush Horse with a Monkey on a String, and this one here, this one is a Thrill White Voodoo. Um, What drew you to blues? I have to ask that because I I just can't get enough of that.
1: (laughs) Well, when I was a little kid, I mean, there weren't that many radio stations. Mm -hmm. I mean, they played, like, pop music, per se, Later, there was, but in the beginning, it was blues and Motown and soul, and I I love that stuff. So then later, the pop stuff started to come into play, Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: so uh, that's where my roots came from was the blues, and I don't, you know, the blues. I mean, the saying is, you know, rock and roll had a baby, or the blues had a baby, and they called it rock and roll. There was no term. There was no term of rock and roll before Chuck Berry. Right. Chuck Berry was in the studio recording, and they didn't even know what to call his music. And someone said, how about rock and roll? And there you go.
0: Love it.
2: There's
0: the history. Uh, yes, well, um, I want to talk about some songs off of White Voodoo for a moment because uh, they they are quite evocative. They're very much, um, very um, eye opening. There was one that caught my eye was called, uh, and my ears is called, the Devil's Puppet. What's the story behind that one?
1: Well, the Devil's Puppet. I've got uh, Rick Richards playing slide on it.
2: Mm -hmm. And
1: uh, Bottleneck. And Mm -hmm. um, the story is basically... um, I'm looking for, you know, Mother Mary. Mm -hmm. The Virgin Mary. Mm -hmm. Because she's strong. She's like a Mm -hmm. flower, you know. But... That can stand the wind, the rain, the snow, whatever, and still stand tall and strong. Um, mm-hmm. The story is basically, how's the line go? Uh, as soon as you think that you're a king, you come to find you're only a puppet on a string.
2: Whoa. Mhm.
1: And it's a reality, I think. Anytime you think you're bigger and better than God,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you're on your way down. You're only a puppet <laughs> on a string. Who's pulling your string? Yeah. The devil.
2: Yeah.
1: I kind of bounce back and forth that way.
0: <laughs> well, it is quite a fascinating song. I find it very eye-opening and evocative, like I mentioned before. And I had to ask you about it because it's, uh, it it really is... Quite a song to pay attention to. That's
1: what I think. Um, well, Rick, well, Rick, Pri- Rick, Rick Price um, from the Georgia Satellites played on that as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Rick Richards is into Georgia Satellites, but he also plays with Izzy Stratlin from the Guns and Roses. Mm-hmm. Ian McLagan from the Faces and all that. He plays mm-hmm. on it as well. So, th- yeah, that song's got a lot of great people on it.
0: Yeah, very much so. Um, another one you have on here is The Moon and the Stars. So i got to ask about this track. What's behind, What's the story behind that one?
1: Well, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure. It's just kind of a... I can't think of the lyrics right now to tell you the truth.
2: <laughs> so okay.
1: Let's move on to something else. Like, It's a nice ballad.
0: Mhm. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. Um, good question. Uh like you said, um
1: Sorry, I don't have a so better answer for you. <laughs> it's
0: okay. No, um I wanted to ask you about um about blastomatic records. Is that your label?
1: Blastomatic is um mm-hmm. my publishing company. Uh-huh. Through ASCAP. And mm-hmm. Big Bang Entertainment Group is who supports me. And mm-hmm. is basically like a label, like an independent mm-hmm. label, but oh. it's a lot. It's a lot of uh, Italian guys mm-hmm. in Chicago
2: mm-hmm.
1: of of Italian nationality, mm-hmm. and uh, they support me a hundred percent, and they don't work with anyone but me.
0: Oh, that's that's really good. I I I like that <laughs> to have like a, that a group
2: that's
0: just yeah they're just devoted to you as a musician and that, that's a thrill that's i think that's honestly every musician's dream <laughs> and probably uh, so yes i do i do see that and i'm very i'm very proud of you as a matter of fact um you know being becoming you're a friend proud and of me of, yes i'm Did proud you of you yes. Yeah, so, oh yes okay. i do i, I well, am fine. i'm very much so um, because you've come a long way and, and you've done so much in your musical career And you create I mean, a really amazing music And um, where Music has changed so much Especially in the last 50 years um, oh, I see yeah. uh, Yes Yes, I see so much originality here, and even with all the uh, production and things like that that go on behind the scenes to make an album, you still manage to make something that sounds relevant in a, in, in a new school age. That's why I'm proud of you, because you, you stuck to your guns, and you've done so much with your, with the sound that you've been influenced by, and you turned it into something that is, that is still is relevant today, and um, and l- l- look at all the people that you have in your circle. First of all, I mean the people that we've mentioned on the show here. I mean, even as far as the Brian Wilson, group people work with um, you know the songwriter for the Beach Boys, as well as um, what you, the, the man you mentioned um, who would work with uh, Izzy Strallen from Guns N' Roses. That's that's pretty much a feat of excellence and, and much more. So,
2: uh, well, I worked
0: with Sammy
1: Yaffa too. On that mm-hmm. record, um, mm-hmm. there's a song called "You Gotta Tell Me," and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Ian McLagan's on that song. He, in fact, he even does the Hammond B3 organ mm-hmm. solo on that song. Sammy Yaffe played bass on it, so I mean, he was a a member. He was the ba- Sammy Yaffe was the original bass player of Hanoi Rocks. Yes. And then he he went into the Dolls the same time Steve Conti did. And then mm-hmm. they both left the Dolls and they they're back working with Michael Monroe. Mm-hmm. So and uh that's where they're at today and Steve Conti's also been releasing some solo records. So I hope Steve does really well with his solo records. And I look forward to hearing the new uh, Michael Monroe stuff.
0: And all in all, this show has been a blast. <laughs> um, you have you have a tremendous amount of musicality and musical direction, and uh, with and with such a history and at your fingertips, it's really quite astounding. I mean, you you have a lot of musical treasures here in in your and the, the CD compilations that I've heard so far. Um, still keeping a sound that is very much rock and roll, where even rock and roll today has drastically changed. Um, you know, today's it's not rock and, music, and roll.
1: It's not no, rock
0: it's and not. roll. No, it's not. I don't know it's what to not call it. <laughs> I, I just I don't had know a guy either. tell
1: me, you know, I don't like the way they use voice boxes to change your mm-hmm. voice on certain songs. I said, mm-hmm. I've never used a voice box in my life. That's my voice. I'm versatile.
2: Yeah. Duh. I'd like to tell you
1: one short story real fast before we're done. White Voodoo Mm -hmm. has a song on it called Sleeping in a Bed of Thorns. And the story is basically about what if a really good person that was religious and happy and outgoing passed away and somehow the signals got crossed and they ended up in hell instead of heaven well, I'm just a guy to go to rescue that person because mm-hmm. I feel I've been kicked in the front door of hell and escaped out the back door and I'm capable of going back and doing it again and I'm, I'm coming mm-hmm. to save her. And I thought that was kind of an interesting... I'm not leaving anyone to sleep in a bed of thorns for the rest of eternity. hmm just ain't right. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs>
0: great but story, though. But I think that's, that's kind of
1: a deep story line. Yes,
0: you know.
2: it is.
1: I don't know how many people actually realize that some of my songs, all my songs have stories. But yes. there can be stories within the story. hmm which, which makes it a little more complicated. So you got to be a good listener. You know, yes. it's like a movie that if you know, if you walk out at the wrong park, you just missed everything.
0: Absolutely. So. Um, and quite a storyteller you are on all these compilations I've heard. They're they're phenomenal. Um a fusion of very profound storytelling with an old school rock and roll sound that is still relevant today. And I notice in my circle of friends, I will tell you this that they're turning to the old school rock and roll. I have noticed that. I'm not going to be hesitant to uh, to not talk about that. I feel need to say this. I I think I honestly do think that music has turned in so many different directions that the people that are really craving uh, rock and roll and and even metal for that matter, they're turning to the old stuff. And and it, it's a good thing. I do because it's sort of a revival of the of, of times that have passed. That that are greatly missed. Well, good times. And absolutely, yes. And um, I think what's also missing is a, um, a little bit of the um, of the theatrics of rock and roll, you know, putting on a good show. I think that's what's significant. And um, I honestly think that you and, and your band would put on a marvelous live show. It would not surprise me one bit. I think you do. I think Did you have. If you go have... to my
1: Facebook fan page? Mm-hmm. There's videos there, live footage from uh, mm-hmm. South America, and mm-hmm. YouTube has st- videos as well, and mm-hmm. you, can, you can see some of those performances.
0: Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask you about is, where in South America have you performed so far?
1: Uh, well, it started out in Buenos Aires,
2: Mm-hmm. But it Argentina. worked its way
1: through all the other countries that were connected to Argentina. Mm-hmm. So it kind of did a big circle, you know?
2: Oh.
1: And then it came back around, you know, Chile and Uruguay and Brazil back to Argentina and back to the good old USA.
0: <laughs> um what was uh, What is the best part about performing down there, uh, besides performing itself? What, what are some of the sights you got to see down there?
1: I don't get to see anything. Oh. You know, you go on tours. Mm-hmm. It's not a vacation. You're working.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: You know, you go to a rehearsal, you go to a hotel room, you go to a mm-hmm. show. And okay. it's just, that's the circle. If you have a day off, you're lucky enough to go do something, and mm-hmm. uh, I love it down there. It reminds me almost of like uh, Cuba. Mhm. So I I don't know I'm, I'm I'm I like adventure. I'm a very mm-hmm. adventurous guy, and I mm-hmm. go places where no one else has the nerve to go.
2: <laughs> They're <too laughs> well, that's scared. good scared. Yeah. Well, well, it's a good I don't, thing. I
1: don't, I don't scare easy, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I've gone to Spanish bars to where no mm-hmm. one would walk into place with me, and they were Spanish. You walk in the door and you're getting padded down for guns and stuff, and it's like, I don't care. I'm still going in.
0: Wow, that is quite phenomenal, and and what a story that is. Um so I'm just going to go ahead and announce and, and let everybody know to please check out Peter Blast on Facebook on the Peter Blast fan page. Um, you can also check out the music review on uh, in PunkGlobe.com, which I just uh, this earlier this month I did a a music review for uh, Painting Without Canvas. Feel, please feel free to check that out when you can, and um, you can also find his uh, his CDs um, everywhere. Uh, um, uh, music is sold You can find it on Amazon And other fine retailers So please be sure And check that out um, I, And most of all iTunes hmm, Yes iTunes. And iTunes Yes And I, there's also A website It's called The Orchard um, It's like uh, Your work is um, Digitally featured There as well So it is?
1: um Yes I Yes, It says know. it on
0: the um, On the plush horse With a monkey On a string Yes Oh that, well, is, that was that uh, Yeah right That was Yeah Yes uh, Plush Horse,
1: Horse with a Monkey on a String came out in 2008.
0: and eight.
1: Mhm. Then I had see. an EP come out in 2010, mm-hmm. Straight Up No Ice, and then White Voodoo came out in 2012, and mm-hmm. now I'm releasing Painting Without Canvas.
0: Without, yes, absolutely, and uh, you have a passion for this for music and
1: My if, music uh, is changing you... My music is changing yeah. I mean some of the new stuff I've just recorded Has even been called Outlaw Country Which uh, I don't really know what that means
2: I just I know do. Uh, <laughs>
1: I, I'm, I'm not positive You know
0: It's
1: yeah. it's new to me
0: yeah.
1: but, um, I'll explain
0: that I'll explain that later after the show Trust me I know what that means And I, and I know the full story behind it <laughs> well, would you say the you...
1: song Run Baby Run off of Painting Without Canvas is Outlaw Country or just oh, Rock? Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a story behind that, but I'll explain that later. Ladies and gentlemen, please check out Peter Blass on on, uh, on Google and everywhere else you can find him. And I am very, very happy that he that you have called in, uh, Peter, on the show. And I can't no, wait to they see what preview. else you can do. They
1: can preview um, seven full songs. If they go to my website, um there are yeah. seven of the songs complete songs mm-hmm. um from painting without canvas. Yeah. So they can get a good idea of the direction of that new mm-hmm. upcoming release.
0: Mm-hmm. awesome. Well, um, like I said, it's been a blast, no pun intended <laughs> and I absolutely Story love your material. Of my life. Yes. Um, old school rock and roll views with very, very profound storytelling. Please check it out on Google and everywhere else you can. Um, Peter Belas is everywhere. Also check out his fan page on Facebook. So um, I will keep everybody posted on the show and everything. And thank you so much, Peter, for calling in. And I, I, I'm ecstatic for you. And congratulations on this release that's, I, that's coming you
1: know, out. I, I just want to tell you I always love talking to you. Oh, I, it's it's always a lot of fun. <laughs>
0: Oh, likewise, my friend, likewise. All right, guys, this is the Gypsy Poet signing off, saying adios for now.
1: Adios.